everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Command Point Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, today with my co-host, Shane. Shane, how are you today? I am uh, I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I am doing fantastic today. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, it's getting, uh, what is it? It's April 19th. We haven't had a pod in a while. Yeah. Well, that's actually not true. Yeah. So really quick announcement before we get into the podcast. We are changing our structure a little bit with the channel and the pod. What we're doing is we're focusing more on putting out content for the YouTube channel. You guys have noticed we're doing a lot of series right now, like the How to Be to Starties. Go check that out if you haven't. And we're going to be shifting to do, uh, we were, before we were doing like three or four podcasts a month, and now we're going to be switching to do only two a month. And the way we're going to structure this is we're going to do one pod that is Basically, everybody has access to it. And the other pod is going to be Patreon exclusive just to give our patrons who we love so much access to a little bit more content. Yeah. So if you're if you love the pod, if you want as much podcast content as possible, um, check out our Patreon, give that a consideration. But we're still going to be having every other podcast episode uh, available to the public for everybody to listen to on Spotify and all that. And uh, we're still going to have a ton of series ongoing on the youtube channel so check that out did i did i cover all the bases there yeah i I think you hit everything so um we've before we get into the rest of the pod we've got uh our community award to give out uh this was formerly titled the the legion of chad award but uh we've renamed it to the battle brother award and uh so so shane who who is the proud recipient of uh of our latest battle brother award well i haven't told him yet but uh we'll we'll find out (laughs) yeah it's uh his name is fox he is on our discord this is like quite frankly long overdue we just haven't done a pod like a public pod in a while so we haven't gotten the chance to like hand this out so to speak um fox is a guy that is uh if you've watched any of our streams um you have any of our recent uh like tournament streams you'll see like there's like a cool scoreboard, like this beautiful layout um, so that people watching can see uh, the score and the CP and the secondary objectives. And it's just, it's amazing. It's like, like the production value has just gone up so much and he's the one responsible for that. And on top of that, Fox also single-handedly made uh, the Kill Team Wrangler, um, which if you are playing on TTS, that is an amazing tool. Please do not use Battlescribe to TTS use the wrangler which i guess involves you having to use battle scribe yeah yes but but it, um, it solves all the issues that we've does. been having with battle scribe to tts yeah he decided to do the wrangler because he was watching one of my games once during i believe it was wwo and one of my opponents like deleted a model like a battle scribe to tts model and those of you who are familiar with Battlescribe to TS know what happens when you delete a model. Like the it, whole game, it just crashes. Yeah, everything crashes. It's like the scripting is just a disaster. So he just decided to make this thing, and there's all these cool tools when your uh, when your kill team is wrangled. Like you can save a spot and move the model, and then load the spot back. Like it, there's built-in like wound tracking, yeah. uh, measurements, uh, yeah. flesh wound tracking. It's so you clean. know. It it's makes playing on TTS so much easier. Such a huge quality of life improvement. Yeah. And uh, we really, on behalf of the community, we are proud to present him with the Battle Brother Award. So yeah. 
really nice guy too. Really yeah. cool dude. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we have some stuff on the a lot of topics today. We've got we've got a lot of topics yeah, today to cover. There's so, yeah. There's so much to talk about. So yeah. we got a new errata. Um, yeah, let's not, start with that. Yeah, not even really an FAQ because they didn't answer questions. They just fixed a few things. I mean, do you have do you have a pulled up in front of you right now? Yeah, I, I do. Okay, perfect. So <laughs> you go ahead and kick us off on that. All right. Um, I guess we can just go from top to bottom. Or yeah, there's not that much on there. So. Yeah. So I guess uh, page sixty two of the Pariah Nexus book, they ironed out some sort of issue with the special issue ammunition. Uh, nothing really special there i guess yeah they actually forgot again to add combi grabs to it so if you have a combi grab like rules is written you don't even get the special issue ammunition on the bolter part but all the other combi weapons <laughs> do, so that should be fixed yeah Hopefully ask your to but yeah <laughs> on that same page so they kind of changed the wording for the akilla kill team which is uh once again having to do with death watch initially this kind of read and made you think that you could have a Stardis and death watch models in the same kill team or uh, roster, rather. Or on the same command roster. Yeah. But now it's um, it, it, uh, it looks like it's the opposite. It looks like death watch is still its own separate faction from a Stardis. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. the intention, I think. So yeah. Good for that. I was excited for it. <laughs> Not going to lie, but it didn't, like make a whole lot of sense no. i guess i don't know it's just like you're playing a Stardis, but also for like one or two matchups where it's beneficial to take death watch over a Stardis. Mm-hmm. but i don't even know if that's true anymore yeah uh moving on to the big thing from this errata death denied is back in its rightful place at uh three at a uh, costing three command points uh, I say it's in its rightful place, but I, personally, I don't even think this tactic should be in the game. Um, yeah. Like at any points, maybe like five CP, four maybe or five four. CP. I think that'd be <laughs> that'd like, be fair. Make it like a four up or something, like all the other. But yeah, I called it. I just want to say formally, I called it. I said they're going to fix it. I knew it. I knew that was not intentional. There's just no way. It's still really strong at three CP. So Space Marine yeah. players don't. Don't be too disappointed. Yeah, um, if you're like genuinely upset about this, um, <laughs> you got problems. Yeah, you know, and you need to reevaluate the way you look at games. Yeah, I've been seeing people say that like trying to do like some. Uh, sorry, my cat's making noises. Um, doing like this mental gymnastics to try and say, well, with all the changes in context, it's actually fine at two CP, and there's there's no. <laughs> universe where it's okay at 2 cp because it was pretty busted with 3 cp in the Mm -hmm. right format before when they were a weaker team so now that they're much stronger making it 2 cp there's there's just no no universe where that is balanced at all yeah if you're if you're arguing that 2 cp is the appropriate points cost for death denied you're gonna hurt yourself yeah mentally so um, this uh, next change I thought was kind of interesting. This is a, a not, I don't know if it's a change or what it is to the Stern Guard veteran, but um, I'm just going to read it out. A Stern Guard uh, sergeant may exchange their special issue bolt gun for a storm shield or one item from the combi weapons, pistols, or melee weapons list. If it does, it may also be armed with a special issue bolt gun or one item from the combi weapons list. A model cannot be armed with more than one storm shield. 
So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, a Stern Guard Sergeant being able to take a Storm Shield and a combi weapon or their special issue bolt gun. I thought that was interesting. Kind of, you know, disappointing that they can't take a melee weapon with the Storm Shield and have another melee beat stick. So my favorite part about this is the Stern Guard guy can now hold two combi weapons. So you can be double fisting combi plasmas. That's actually kind of nuts. That yeah, that is insane. Actually, that's an expensive model, but hey, that's a lot of shots. Four plasma. Just bank your CP and have your double grav combi stern guard sergeant just start. Bl- and so, anyways, I started blasting. Basically, <laughs> yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just being able to take like a combi weapon and a special issue bolt gun is really good. Like, special issue bolt gun is sick. Yeah. yeah. It's two damage, right? It's not two damage. Or is it AP2? Right, yeah, right, right. 30 inch rapid fire. Yeah. Let's talk about the change to the stalker pattern bolt gun. I guess the lack of change. Yeah. Because they just didn't have it in the Prime Nexus book. Like, it was already in the game, but they, like, forgot to put it in. Yeah. And it's damage one, which is weird because in big 40k it's damage two. So like this might even. Oh, I'm actually, um, when I, when I first read this, I thought it was referring to the, um, the intercessors, like heavy, not heavy bolt rifle. I don't even know what it's called, but whatever, like the, the sniper variant of the intercessors bolt rifle is, um, which makes it, uh, which makes it, a heavy weapon i think i don't i don't even remember the stats because i just don't use it in anything i don't use it in big 40k never used it in kill team because it, it was just a trash gun but um uh speaking of trash guns this, this is also a trash gun it would appear yeah i don't know um like... i know that death watch can take this and like obviously they'll get the special issue ammunition for it so that's something yeah it's decent yeah i mean it's I think it, how much does it cost? Oh, I don't even know. I never even ran it playing it's, Death Watch. I think it's one point, which means that it's only one point less than the Infernus Heavy Bolter. So yeah, <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a reason why you never saw it. Uh, the Captain in Gravis Armor's point value has been fixed. I think it was like misprinted at 18 points. Yeah. It's now <laughs> it's 100, point. 108 points. That sounds right. Yeah. And then the last change is to the Necrons. Uh the Lich Guard with their dispersion shields. Um, they work just like storm shields now. So adds one to saving throws made for a model armed with a dispersion shield, excluding invulnerable saves. In addition, it has a four up invulnerable save. Yeah. So your Lich Guard that used to have a or I guess still does, has a uh save characteristic of three. Uh you put the dispersion shield on them, now you just gotta make it two. And it yeah. comes with the four up in bone save. So that's that's uh that's pretty pretty yeah. pretty good. That's a nice change. I mean, mm-hmm. with the point increase before this, I was like, man, why would I ever take the dispersion shield now? Like it was already pretty expensive. Yeah. Now it's like twenty seven points. But you know, this is something. It's it's nice to have that. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Don't hate it. Yeah. I've been using the uh, Lich card with the dispersion shields a lot with the uh, Zenith 21, uh, 2021 packet playing through mm-hmm. the Zenith 2021 main event. Yeah. So uh, it's been doing work for you. I've, too. I've, I've loved it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's just a bunker. Yeah. So uh, 
I guess that's our segue into talking about Zenith. Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you the... want to uh, start since uh, you got eliminated first? Oh God. Yeah. I was terrible. I, well, you know, it was, uh, I got my first matchup was against Matt H who's like probably one of the best players. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and I was so confident against demons or against Necrons with my demons. And, uh, I just, I made a couple, it was like one or two horrible mistakes on my own part. And then there was only like one situation where the dice were bad. So I can't really blame the dice. Like he did get a crucial kill in melee with like a Necron warrior against my plague bear, which is really unlikely. And then like, I gave up engaging all fronts once and like lost because of that. And then I, I forgot. I thought that the tireless advanced Necron ability, I thought it was in the shooting phase or I thought it was at the end of the movement phase. And so he didn't do it. And then I was like, all right. Cause I was thinking if he uses that at the end of the movement yeah. phase, I'll cybolt him in the psychic phase, but mm-hmm. he didn't. And I was like, okay, so that Necron warrior won't be able to shoot. And then uh turns out it's in the start of the shooting phase. So I cybolted <laughs> yeah. someone else and then I got lit up by a warrior. So that was my own fault. Just my own error, not knowing the, uh, the tactic. And then I went to the loser's bracket and played lose, who was a great player. Um, and he was running just the most disgusting tau build I've ever seen. Um, Which to be fair is like, it's like the gold standard oh, yeah. tau list, I think, or maybe not the gold standard, but I mean, in my opinion it is, but it's the starting point yeah. for every competitive tau list. Just a yeah, lot, a lot of drones. Yeah. I can't knock them for it. <laughs> I mean, no, absolutely. It's, it's a build where you don't need to, you know, like you don't need to put it on the dice and, um, I had a game plan for it and it required where he needed one or two things to go right. And that would like sabotage my game plan early on. Like he needed a six on an advance and then he needed to win the decisive move roll off. And both those things happened and my whole game just fell apart. And just like that, I'm out of Zenith quick. O2 <laughs> uh, disappointment. Yeah. Immeasurable. <laughs> Sorry for, I actually was looking because uh Utsukal did the challenge like where you could do like a bracket challenge um and i had the most things where people like <laughs> thought i was gonna win so i'm sorry to so what you're you telling people. me is you you took a dive like ben Askren, oh, and you no. you must have made like hundreds of dollars under the table for some yeah. side bets sorry guys <laughs> i uh i ruined your brackets i ruined like five brackets including my own <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, How did yours go? You did better than me, for sure. I, I did very well. I, I also got eliminated, but personally, I feel I did very well this tournament. My first game, I was paired up against Micromancer. Again, one of the probably best players around. Definitely one of the best players around. Um, I wound up losing. Uh, I was playing Novak Necrons, obviously. Um, and I wound up losing that game by just one point. What can you do there? 18 yeah. to 17. Like you really what only can you made do? like one mistake that game. And it was, you didn't declare a cultist on a charge turn. Yeah. One. Yeah. And that's like that. If you did that, it probably would have been the other way. Yeah. And then, um, my, so I went down to losers bracket and then I played against C. Morent and 
his Asuyani, and I was able to uh, pull it out that game with a max score of 18. Uh, he wound up scoring 12 points. That was another great game. All of my games this tournament were great. Yeah. Oh, same for mine, too. Like, I I don't know if I emphasize that. Both my games were, like, super competitive. Um, I love Luz and Matt, so yeah always fun to play with those guys yeah everyone i played against this tournament was uh were uh they were great to play against yeah and then um so i won that game i was feeling good i was feeling good and then um (laughs) and then mad h dms me (laughs) and he goes hey when do you want to play and for some reason in my mind i just had it where like I knew Mad Age had beat you. It's Mad Age. There's no way that he's like that he's gonna lose. He's he's just gonna like three and zero or however like four and zero, five and zero this tournament. And so like in my mind, I was like, oh, can I like messaged him? I'm like, congrats on the win, because <laughs> I was just in that mindset of there's no way Matt can lose. And then he's like, oh no, I lost. We got to fight to get out of losers. And I'm like, oh okay. So um, yesterday, him and I, uh, we played our Necron Mirror match, and it ended in a tie game of 15 to 15, but he was able to win due to um, having the most uh, uh, primary score maxes. Yeah. But yeah, another great game. Yeah, so I'm I'm happy with how this whole tournament turned out for me. It was the most fun I've had playing in a tournament like ever. For a kill team tournament well i mean my two losses were fun but i can't say it's my favorite kill team i've ever played in yeah no i mean that. you because you won one <laughs> yeah i uh for what's worth i'm playing in the it this has opened up so that i can play in the commander's tourney now which is going on um, yeah and it's that's been a ton of fun prepping for that playing a lot of yeah. commander's games i'm running the uh adeptus auroritas in their canon oh, okay. s which I have expressed my love for in the past. And man, Sisters of Battle are just insane in Commanders. Yeah. They, they are just so, so good. If you're playing Commanders, check that team out. Because they, I think they're one of the teams that go from like mid-tier to like high-tier. Yeah. Just from that one format change. That's cool. So yeah. what what does your like command roster look like for that? Oh, it's, uh, I can... I can just look at it right now. I've got the my only commander on the roster is a uh, is a cannon S. Of course, um, I've got two of them. One with the tactical planner, so I get plus D three CP at the start of the game, and they're both strategists. Yep. Um, they both got the uh, the blessed blade, which is basically like the old relic blade plus two strength AP three. I've got uh, a bunch of Arco flagellants. I've got Gottfrit. I've got a couple Meltas because with we're Ooh. using the new Ultra Close Confines rules, so those Meltas don't get the long range penalty. So those things are awesome. Yeah, Meltas uh, are huge now in yeah, like arena so, close confines games. They're so good. And then I've got a Stormbolter demo because now that I've got a strategist spec, so I get more CP, I can use the Blessed Bolts tactic that Sisters of Battle get for their Stormbolter. So their Stormbolter becomes AP two damage two. Yeah. I got it on a demo spec, so he's like wounded on. He's plus one to wound if they're obscured. Um, so that's pretty scary. I got the Zealot Endurant, one of my very favorite models. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's a lot of Arcos, a whole bunch of them. I have the option for Repentia, but I'm not too crazy about that model. 
Um, yeah. I don't think she's that strong. And yeah, that's that's my roster, basically. Yeah, very cool. I love that. I love the Sisters of Battle and their whole line. Yeah, they've got some cool models. Yeah. Everybody complains about how they don't have a lot of choices and like they don't get miracle dice. And I agree, they definitely need more. Like they need some subfactions and some like extra gunners, maybe. But um what they have now is still really fun to play, at least for me. Yeah. And uh, you know, speaking of tournaments on the horizon. Oh next yes. Time, guess, Ooh, that yeah. clutch segue from Shane. There okay. Go. There we go. <laughs> Saving us from the from the bleak silence that happened dead for a few air. seconds there. Um <laughs> They're the first like real big kill team tournament that's happening outside of TTS in the States is coming up in June. Yes. And it's the Atlantic city open and we're both going to be at that event. Uh, I'm playing kill team, Ryan, you're going to be playing 40 K. That's right. So I'm super excited for that. There's going to be some really good players there. It's going to be probably GT sized. Um, it's, it's going to be, cause this is going to be the first big kill team tournament that, I've been able to attend, obviously, outside of TTS because right. we've been to some RTTs here and there, but we haven't gotten the chance to to make it out to one of the big ones. Um, I know there's going to be some guys like uh, like Matt Matt H is going to be there. I think yeah. Alec Berryman, just guys that we've met on TTS that are like phenomenal players, um, and I cannot wait to to see these guys hang out with them, roll some dice. That tournament's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm torn right now between bringing demons or orcs hmm. probably going to do orcs because i haven't played them in a tournament in a while yeah uh, and i've got all these all these orc knobs sitting around yeah so. you've got you've got a lot of orc stuff yeah in the in the post recently <laughs> yeah shout out to tim for that shouts one. out to tim friend of the pod yeah um yeah i mean it's gonna be fun being at a real tournament rolling real dice again um and I'll be vaccinated by that. Well, I've already, I got the first dose, got the second one coming up in May. Like you'll, you're vaccinated. So it's like, it feels normal again, almost. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Stay safe out there. Yeah. Yeah. Really. If you can get uh, vaccinated, do it. Especially don't go to a tournament if you haven't been vaccinated, please. Yeah. Like get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, what do you, uh, uh, why don't you talk to us about what you're bringing for 40K? Yeah, um, I'm going to uh, be running Ultramarines. Um, and, you know, that I love them, man. And I'm just so excited to have a full 2,000 points of based painted models in a single army. Yeah. I'm just so stoked for that. Um, I don't, the, the list I have is pretty competitive. You know, there's like, you know, there's like Eradicators, Plasma Inceptors. You got god i don't even i think like something like 13 aggressors Ugh. or something in there Those guys are strong <laughs> they yeah they're they're pretty ridiculous um and i love i love running the list i've been having a lot of fun running the ultramarines so uh yeah it'll be fun just to go to a big tournament i think um i think the i don't know what their cap was i think it was like 140 players or something I, that's like what i heard from somewhere but um I think it's the main 40k event. event is like sold out. Yeah. Like yeah, the 40k is. championships event, it's sold out. Um not sure if the kill team event is though, so you know, they're still hey. selling. Yeah. Yeah. So go check that out. Um it is going to be in Atlantic City and it's going to be from June 11th through the 13th of 2021. 
the hotel is that it's held in looks absolutely amazing. They've got mm-hmm. like palm trees like next to like an indoor pool in the picture. <laughs> like, yeah. And hey, it's Atlantic City, man. It's the Las Vegas of the East Coast. So, yeah, that's. I'm excited. I've never actually been to Atlantic City, so this will be my first time. Yeah, here. right. Looking forward to that. I mean, I'm mostly going to be playing Kill Team, but you know, there will be uh, there will be time to hang out. I'm I'm so excited to to meet people and just you know, again, just roll some dice. Just yeah. And if you could, if you get it like a top eight at 40k, that would be so cool because that that would be very cool. First I'm, no no promises. <laughs> I have played your. I've played against your Ultramarines. They're scary, man. Yeah, they're scary. But what what you have cooked up in our online games is uh, it, like playing over TTS is uh, is pretty crazy as well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, let's talk about 40k for a little bit, because we've been I mean, you've been like looking into it for a while, obviously prepping. I'm like I'm dipping my toes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm not planning anytime soon on playing like building a physical army for the time being because it's first of all there's a few reasons for that first of all i'm focused on kill team Uh, that's like my main interest right now and i just want to go to kill team tournaments you know do as well as i can there um focus on that two it's a lot of money yeah a lot of time to build a 2000 point army especially when you're playing uh nurgle demons which is what i'm interested in playing yeah so my plan for a while is just you know play the occasional 40k game you know try and like you know get okay at it enter some of the uh the online tts tournaments for 40k um i know guys like like the warhammer 40k discord has like huge tourneys like 100 plus people Mm -hmm. um tactical tortoise that guy he's a 40k youtuber um he runs a lot of tts tourneys and uh yeah i've been I've been playing some some Nurgle Demons, which I understand is not like probably not the most competitive thing, at least in mono, a vacuum. Mono Nurgle Demons yeah, mono is Nurgle. definitely <laughs> on the periphery of uh, competitive 40k, I believe. I just, yeah, I just love them. I just think they're neat. You know that meme with the... Uh, with Marge, Marge Simpson? Simpson. <laughs> I, I just think they're neat, homie. That's yeah, my that's terrible I, Marge Simpson impression. That's how I feel about Nurgle Demons. I just, you know, I like them. I've got a cool list, though. It's been fun. I've been having success playing against other people who are, like, also relatively new. So um, my plan is to just, you know, get out there and just see how I do with this list that I think is fun and fluffy. And, and you know, if I can if I can play well, then that's... That's a nice bonus, yeah. yeah that's a bonus. I just love some of those models. Like, the Great Unclean one... That guy's awesome. Iconic. Yeah. Um, Iconic. Beasts of Nurgle. I think Beasts of Nurgle might be my favorite thing in all of 40K. I just love those guys. Why are th- why are they your favorite? Uh, well, I love them in game because they're just like immovable. They're just like they do so much damage and they like they're so hard to kill. But in like the lore, like they're one of the only things that I found for demons that aren't like actually evil. They just want to have fun. Like that's literally their thing. They just they're just happy and they want to play with you and then beasts they kind of just want to have fun on. <laughs> yeah. oh beast <laughs> yeah and then they'll you know they'll kill you on accident because they don't know how to play but they play too rough <laughs> yeah i was reading the um the beast of nurgle uh like entry on the games workshop site yeah and it's just so wholesome like i just i don't know how you could not love these models 
Like it even <laughs> says, like, oh, let me read this really quick. Yeah. For all their horrifying aspects, they are friendly and enthusiastic creatures. Their minds know nothing of malice or spite, and as they squirm into battle, they do not seek to slaughter the enemy, but to play with them. <laughs> how how sweet is that? That's that's very sweet, Shane. Also very terrifying. <laughs> I would I, not want to be a poor guardsman caught up and uh, turned into a, a a beast of Nurgle's play thing. <laughs> just want to play, dude. Uh, yeah, though I've I've just been I've been having fun with it. You know, maybe I'll document a little bit of my journey into, you know, my my Nurgle journey here in 40k. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, everybody loves orcs because of, including myself, because of how goofy and funny they are. Yeah, but Nurgle demons are super goofy and super funny yeah um but they're gross so people don't <laughs> like them as much and uh on the topic of big hammer uh well look at you with all these transitions know, i'm just killing it right now it's like we're <laughs> professional podcasters or something i know it's like we've been doing this for over a year and a half or something <laughs> um there was big news from itc uh like a few days ago uh yeah a few days ago was when I was when I saw the initial Reddit post. Yeah, it was uh-huh. somebody actually got like banned from not the events, but they from banned from like actually like accruing ITC points for the whole season because so when I saw it initially, it was I just said something about conduct and I thought that there was like video of somebody just being like a lunatic at a tournament or like maybe they got hammered or something. Um, but then I found out that the guy was cheating and he was doing it on stream on stream in yeah. 1080p so there's like levels to this yeah. there's like levels to this first off you're you're being a dick because you're cheating you're cheating in a in a 40k turn like what is the point <laughs> like how much was this prize support dude like come right. on and to what i heard he didn't even win the tournament no he, he didn't third. like he wound up placing third and then they stripped him of his third place title and all the prize support once um, the uh, the TO went back and like watched the VOD. And they awarded it to the Orc player who he was cheating against on the um, on the VOD. Um, also, uh, the so yeah, you're you're cheating, you're cheating on stream right, where everybody big, can see your dice roll. So not only a, are you a cheater, <laughs> you're also like very small brain. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a camera above. There's like a cam, and it can see everything, dude. Yeah, like, like he was rolling behind pieces of terrain, so that his opponent could. So see. that his opponent, yeah. And there's it wasn't just like it wasn't just like this happened once, and it's like, but this costs the game. No, it was like multiple instances over the game, where he was just completely like lying about his die rolls to his opponent. Yeah, um, that's. That's just terrible sportsmanship, man. You hate to see it. And then, uh, like this this particular player, the one who cheated, he's a very well known player. Mm-hmm. Like he's been interviewed on um, a bunch of the podcasts on the Frontline Gaming Network. So like he's well known to ITC uh, tournament organizers and other players and stuff like that. And so, uh, I mean, kudos to this tournament organizer. Um, for the tournament that that this that this transpired at, because it was his first time toing, yeah. So I could see how, um, like metering out, um, like the they did like a thirty day ban on like the tournament circuit, 
for him. They stripped him of the prize support, gave the third place prize support to the org player, stuff like that. So so good for the TO for yeah. um for not being intimidated by uh the the clout in the competitive 40k community that this particular player has. Yeah. Like I I don't know I don't know if we're going to say the guy's name, but I looked him up and it's like you could see interviews of him like talking about his faction and his play and it's like what a shame. Yeah. It it really is. Um like a lot a lot of other people are talking about this as well. Um and they're like refraining from saying the player's name and so like I guess we'll do the same kind yeah. of kind of weird but you can you look know it up I, and find it yeah you easily. can <laughs> yeah um you i think they have the player's name on the itc website i'm not sure yeah. but um i think the punishment that they came out with was pretty fair you know they banned him from accruing points through the itc for a year i think i think that's fair you know yeah. i heard that some people were calling for like a lifetime ban and i'm like i don't know a yeah. lifetime I mean, ban hopefully the idea is hopefully you know this like very cliche but like hopefully he learns from this and yeah in a year's time when he if he comes back it's you know you got to take something away from a situation like this because like the fact that there's the idea that like how hard like i know like i as a kill team player myself and i know a ton of people who just work their butt off prepping for these events and buying these models and building and painting and and all this game planning and for 40k there's more of that because there's it's so much more of an investment the yeah games are longer and there's it takes way longer to build and paint and i mean you're spending hundreds of dollars sometimes over a thousand dollars and hunt like so dozens of hours and for somebody to go and and just outright cheat at an event i mean it's just pathetic so hopefully he learns from this um, yeah and this Good. is something that this is a, a lesson that others can take from as well. Yeah. You know, don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Come on, guys. Um, fortunately, I've never seen anything like this really to that level in Kill Team. So no. hope I never do. I guess like if you're at an event and like you, you consistently can't see your opponent's dice and <laughs> Yeah, like call them out. Like, like hey, can make, you just make your opponent so roll see. their roll their dice in yeah. front of like in so everybody can see it at the yeah. table and you just don't have to take it at their word yeah and it doesn't have to be like a confrontation you can just say hey can you just roll your dice so that like we can both see um i don't think that's out of the question no no especially when there's so many dice being rolled yeah oh my gosh 40k man that's something <laughs> it 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 is something especially when you're running uh 13 aggressors yeah <laughs> There's, that's a lot of dice being rolled. Oh my gosh, yeah. I've seen it. I've been on the receiving end. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they're all re-rolling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. Um, but on to, I guess, less depressing things. Uh, there's a lot of new codexes coming out. The Admac one, it got it got uh, postponed, I think, or oh, delayed. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I saw this... we had some, some teasers for new Admac weapons. Yeah. Like the arc rifle is getting changed, but um, we don't have all of it available to us. What we do have is the Dracaria Codex, and there's a bunch of changes to um, a lot of Dracari models that are in Kill Team. So I figured mm. we could do like a quick rundown, talk about some of the changes that have happened that are not yet, but will eventually make their way to Kill Team. Yeah. Um, who knows if they'll get new models to kill team, but we can at least, you know, look at the models that are already in the game 
spec not even speculate we could just deduce that okay well this is eventually going to be in our game um so have you gotten the chance to look really at the uh the new codex the i i have not but the the one thing that i've heard a lot about recently is um it's a commander's model in kill team already the drakari succubus have you heard about this I've heard the succubus is really good now. It's like if you put razor flails on it, like you take razor flails as its weapon, it can get up to like 42 attacks or something. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Holy smokes. Uh, fortunately, I think it's through like mechanics that simply do not exist in Kill Team. Thank God. But um, the razor flails as they are now, I believe, in Kill Team, I've never used this model in Kill Team, so I'm just spitballing here. But... um. Razor Flails, it's basically whenever you make a hit roll with this model, you roll two dice instead of one. So essentially okay. you're getting like double the amount of normal attacks. Yeah. And then uh yeah, you know, you just take you take it as um whatever the witch cult is that makes it plus one strength. So now yeah. it's up to strength four. Uh no AP or anything, but you know. Yeah, that's that's all I that's all I know. That's all I yeah. know. And then I'm um, like uh, the, what is it the uh, the Cabalites? Yeah, like, I'm just they got go an down. extra attack. Yeah, the codex yeah, go ahead, go ahead. In front of me. So Cabalite warriors, uh, they got some changes. Um, they now have two attacks each, and before they had one. Uh, so not a huge change there. Um, but the Dark Lance is now D three damage plus three rather than D six. So that's a buff. Um, Blaster seems to still be D6. Same for the Blast Pistol. The Shredder, I think, is the same. Uh, Splinter Cannon is now 2 damage, so that's huge. Yeah, that is huge. Uh, granted, it's Strength 3. but Well, actually, no. Sorry, it's a Poison Weapon, so it's 4 up. Anything else? Agonizer's AP3. It was AP2 before, and they obviously mm. got the new Power Sword, so Strength plus 1, AP3, 1 damage. Mm. Um, so, I mean, Cabalite Warriors look a little bit stronger in Kill Team. The 2 attacks is nice. I wouldn't plan on leaning into that ever. Um, I would now for sure take a Sybarite. When I was building Cabalus before, I would never take a Sybarite. Yeah, same. Um, I know some people liked her with the Agonizer, but uh, now that the Agonizer's AP3, I would totally consider that. Um, Witches got, uh, they have three attacks now. I think they had two before. So with their weapons, they'll get up to four. That might be the same, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was two, now it's three. But uh-huh. Uh, looking at their weapons, um, Hydra Gauntlets are strength plus two, AP two now. Oh, wow. Uh, I be- They don't reroll wound rolls anymore, but that's pretty I interesting. I mean, yeah, strength five for witches yeah. is huge. Still an additional attack. Hecatari Blade is now AP one, so that's a legitimate option, which makes yeah. sense. Before it was witch fighters that you would take, and you generally steer clear of just normal witches. But, mm-hmm. you know, with AP one, strength four, I think you can actually look at normal witches, especially yeah. with one extra attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll have four attacks, strength four, AP one. So that's pretty good. Really good chaff model. New power sword, obviously. Uh, razor flails. Yep, you make two hit rolls instead of one. So that's that's like eight attacks on a or six attacks on a basic witch. Pretty good, AP one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shardnet Impaler is. AP two now instead of AP one, still two damage. That's really good weapon. Yeah, I think that's all the witch stuff. I don't think I'm missing anything here so far. Just everything's getting stronger. (laughs) Yeah, and then we get to the homunculus covens. Yes, so the racks. Yeah, 
basically the racks yeah yeah the i heard they got worse the data sheets look the same to me still strength three one wound toughness four two attacks weapon skill three ballistic skill three so the hex rifle that weapon i know you liked this weapon ryan yeah now strength six ap2 two damage so that's fantastic Mm -hmm. um way better than it is now uh the liquefier is now strength four d6 um oh finally <laughs> and it's just a flat ap2 instead of uh apd3 which oh, i like that yeah please <laughs> please <laughs> um also factors ap3 two damage still wounds on a two that's awesome yeah i would like holy crap that's fantastic it doesn't yeah. appear to still have that ability though of the uh potential to like inflict a mortal wound yeah. on a on a model within two inches or something yeah that that like rarely ever happened, and the one time it did happen, like I I beat Bearned that game, so I'm yeah. sure he's I'm sure he's happy about that. Yeah, uh, the electro corrosive whip is now one damage, crazy enough. So that got worse. Uh, it's still AP two, uh, poison, so it wounds on fours. The flesh gauntlet is now strength plus one, which is kind of cool. Oh, okay. Uh, that's the thing that wound uh, does mortal wounds on a six. Yeah. Uh, the Mind Phase Gauntlet, AP1, it's now 2 damage. So basically all these weapons that you were never taking before in the Akifist, a lot of them are getting stronger. Yeah. Um, our favorite, the Venom Blade, is un- unchanged, except it's now AP1, so that's incredible on Kill Team. Yeah. Uh, scissor Hands, AP2 now, and each time you fight, you get 2 additional attacks with it. So that's pretty good. Uh, and then it just says Rack Blade. Rack Blade. Which Maybe a uh, homunculus to tools. Yeah, was its I, old name. Yeah, it seems to have replaced the homunculus tools. It still always wins on a four, but it's AP one. Okay. So holy crap, Rax got. In my opinion, I think this is a huge buff for Rax. What uh, can you take a look at their um uh their their invulnerable save? Do they still have a five up base invulnerable save? Uh, let's take a look. Oh, I got to go to page eighty nine for this. Hang in there. Okay. Okay, I found it. So. Power from pain, so it's yeah. They get blade artists when they get an attack with a melee weapon on an unmodified wound roll of six. You improve the AP by one. They have insensible to pain, so they get a five up feel no pain. Right. Uh, and it looks like on the new power from pain table, it's uh, a six up invuln is the first round instead of instead of uh, six up feel no pain. So they get a five up feel no pain and a six up invuln. Which is definitely worse than a four up invuln. Right. Pain. Yeah. Um, but it seems like what they've done, they're still T4. I assume Prophets of Flesh would probably be. Yeah, that's be what I was going to ask you to look at next. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Prophets of Flesh, whatever it is in 40K, will be the same in Kill Team. So, I mean, that just depends on whether they decide to keep Prophets of Flesh the same. If they do, I think Rex. Are overall buffed because they get a four up invuln, five up feel no pain, and all right. their offense is better now. Yeah, uh, basically they're more killy. They might be more survivable if profits is untouched. Yeah, and their guns got a lot better too. Uh, next, incubi. So, incubi got a big old buff. They're now weapon skill two. This includes the clavex. So they just hit on twos to start. Their clave is strength plus two instead of, oh, yeah, instead of being strength uh, plus one, it's now strength plus two. And it's AP3 still, and it's just a flat two damage. 
that's really good fantastic <laughs> fantastic and they can take demiclaves i don't know if this is going to be a thing in kill team oh it looks like the clavex can take the demiclaves so they can instead of using the normal clave profile they just it's strength plus one ap2 damage two and it's you get two additional attacks oh okay so they yeah i mean incubi sound horrifying uh <laughs> To play against, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, really strong-looking models. Mandrakes, I think they're unchanged. Yeah. They look pretty much the same. Grotesques, I think the profile is the same. Obviously, there's going to be some differences with the way that the, you know, the homunculi abilities factor in with the feel-no-pain and the invuln. Liquifier stronger. They can take that. Also, the liquifier, like all the other flamers, is 12 inches. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Flesh Gauntlet's better. We talked about that. And the Monstrous Cleaver is not two damage. So that's horrifying. This that, is like, yeah, geez. Grotesque's auto-take? Yeah, I don't know. But it's funny. We used to talk about one of the only weaknesses that Drakari has is the lack of multi-damage. And yeah. across the board, there's just way more of it. Yeah, so, so if these changes... Well, I should say when. When changes from this codex are imported into Kill Team... Uh, Drakari, in my opinion, will go up a tier. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, what what tier did we have them in? <laughs> we already had them at A, right? B I don't know. A, if yeah, they're A. Be one of the top teams, and this is going to be scary once it makes its way to kill team. So yeah, they'll certainly be able to handle yeah. Marines. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been hearing a lot is um that you know the that uh, Necrons and Marines are already feeling the Codex creep yeah. from uh, Death Guard and uh, Drakari. And you look at like the latest results and uh, Space Marines are like closer towards the bottom of like the top 10 finishes than they are the top. So Yeah, I haven't really looked too much at the Death Guard Codex. What I know is Poxwalkers are a lot stronger than they were before. Poxwalkers are toughness four now in Big Hammer. Ooh. And they uh, they have a six up feel no pain instead of a five up. I mean, yeah, they're, they're yeah they like lost still. disgustingly resilient, right? Or did yeah, they just seemed, change shit? Yeah, to disgustingly, being a six? yeah, disgusting resilient is for the plague marines for all the two wound guys. So the marines and the terminators, it's a minus one to damage from attacks that are coming in on them. Right, right. So like a two damage hit becomes one damage, which when you've got these two wound toughness five models, I think death guard could start looking really strong yeah my uh i mean just in like big 40k like my uh the power fists on those 13 aggressors are uh okay cool now i'm now they're all one damage okay yeah Yeah, i think death guard once death guard gets their changes too they're gonna be tough i think they will actually be like ever since elites came out like the durability like the toughness and resilience of death guard isn't actually it's kind of overstated because there's so much access to like high ap yeah strength five strength six or higher plague marines aren't actually that durable no and that's what they're meant to be so once the new plague marines come over to uh to kill team um death guard's gonna get a big bump and yeah i mean anything else that we want to touch on I've, I've hit everything on my list so yeah i, I think that's <laughs> everything all right yeah. Very cool. So uh, thank you guys for once again tuning into uh, another episode of the Command Point Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers for, you know, making uh, the, the content creation that you guys all enjoy uh, well worth it. 
Uh, We hope you all enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you again soon. 